0: Why are my horses always three wide? What's he doing on this? No cover!
1: Yes!
2: She's back!
1: Woo. Hello and welcome to Three Wide No Cover. I should say welcome back. I'm your host Mick Wall and we're here for our opening show of 2019 and I couldn't be happier to be joined by two of my favourites, Julian Vallance, how are you? I'm well, it's been a bit happening in the racing world, but we're here and
0: hopefully we can get some winners for the punters. There you go, Julesy. Great to see you. SD, how are you,
2: mate? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm going to over-race <laughs> a little bit for the first show, but uh, that's okay.
1: Um, Wally's just back from the Super yeah. Bowl. Oh, Tom Brady. Julian Edelman, yeah. how good was that, just quickly? Amazing, SD. Just uh, good to be a part of it, but very happy to be back here because we've got you a lot of good racing. And, uh, oh. Well, the Super Bowl's over. <laughs> I'm happy to be home. Always a pleasure to be saddled up his
2: side <laughs> Dark. It's just ridiculous. (laughs) This is getting. uh, You uh, like your new stage name? Well, that's what it is, is it? This is where where we're going. Obviously, Julesy's
1: tan. some real. Profile. Top shelf. What a way to start 2019. Julesy, can you rescue the show early and give us a track report, please? Absolutely not, but true
0: entire. Good for look. Expected around 20 mils today, Thursday. Uh, Unsure whether it'll come. If it does, uh, look for horses off speed, but if it doesn't, and I expect the track to probably be good for by the time we race, on speed, default, always around Cole, Caulfield.
1: Let's get to those horses on speed. All right, uh, should we launch straight in with the CF4? Okay, uh, no surprises here. Tari, $3.40 favourite currently. Land of Plenty at $5.50. Whispering Brook, $6.50. Brave Smash at $9. Uh, Dear Gento, the best of the rest, at $12. Uh, I mean, some interesting. Uh, moves with some of these horses and where they're going to go and where they've gone and how they're going to... Uh, respond after a possible move or a, a change in trainership. Uh, Julesy, uh, is that something we look at here uh, in this weekend? Yeah, look, it's something I don't know the
0: specifics about, the actual training of the horses and things like that. What I do know is from trying to analyse the markets is, what do we think these horses, will they be binned by the big syndicates that move these markets? What will happen? Look, the ones that have gone to Kieran Ma, I would suggest, Kieran Ma is going at around 22% winning strike rate, so I think they'll hold their price. I don't think they'll be getting out in the market too much. But a couple of those other ones that have gone to other trainers wouldn't be surprised if the big syndicates just let them drift out in the market. But it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with all of Weary's horses um, over the next couple of weeks, because the market will definitely take a set either with them or against them. But I think if those main ones are with Kieran Maher, uh, I think their prices will hold. There you go. And uh, Julesy. Talk us through your thoughts on the race. Yeah, Map uh, Manuel will go forward. Fell swoop. I think Whispering Brook will get an absolute gun spot just behind them. Mossendale will go forward. Holbein will go forward. Um, I think there'll be genuine speed. They're not going to go helter-skelter, but I think it'll be genuine speed with those horses. Kemintari, couldn't get him this short. He's $3.40. I've got him around $4.20, $4.40. Look, First up, very good record. Four goes, one win, two seconds. Gets his chance. Gate two's a slight worry for me. I've mapped him sort of three, four back the pegs. With those horses uh, out in front, he might, he'll need a split. I don't think, uh, he's going to need luck to win this race. So it's whether you want to take that price. He's a very, very good horse. We know that. Um, But I'm going with Whispering Brook. She's just right in the zone at the moment. Uh, 1,400, slight concern, but I just think she can sit off this speed around Caulfield. We want our horses on speed. She just might be in the right spot, Mark Zara. And her turn of foot might get her over the line. I know it's a concern, 1,400 metres, but I think she might be able to get it with the way this race is ran. Uh, but it's a really deep race. There's plenty of chances, I think.
1: And, and Julesy, uh, very interestingly here, Kementaria a little bit easy in the opening market, 310 to 340. And the one you like, uh, Whispering Brook, 750 into 650. So punters are with you there. SD, how do you see this unfolding? Yeah, she'd be the one they have
2: to run down there, Julesy. Is she a better uh, mare than Suavito? Who won the
0: race? Different horses. Uh, I, I couldn't. I couldn't say. I'm not one of those people that says is this horse better than this horse, and then what does that really matter at the end of the day when Suavito won? Was because this is a pretty deep race. Yeah. Um, I get where you're going, but it's it's very tricky for me to line them up. Um, I think this is a a deeper race, and this is her biggest
2: test That Wait For Ages, where I'm alluding to. Uh, Yeah, she's going to get a soft uh, on-speed run. She's been settling better under the care of uh, DK Weir, so um, will she take it up and uh, be the uh, sitting duck? That's my question with uh, Whispering Brook. It's a really interesting race with the speed, as you mentioned. Holbein, Fell, Swoop, Mossendale. The horse that's going to get the best run in the race uh, is a horse called Material Man. He's coming over from WA. He's a seven-year-old. This is a horse that had five trials going into a railway stakes and just got beat by an absolute star over there. Uh, He sits on speed. His 1,400-metre form and credentials is terrific. He can run 122, breaks 123 over the seven furlongs. Lucy Warwick comes over to ride him, knows him well. He's going to sit on speed. And at that price... What price can you give me, please, uh, Mick? Well, he opened up at 26 bucks. Yeah, man, 26 uh, into 23, so I've got a bit of support. I reckon the stable get it right, perform, get it right when they come over here. He's a horse I'm going to play each way or like to be riding up on speed, if you like, a material man. Kemantari, they didn't know whether he was a sprinter or a middle distance horse last spring. Uh, his first test, real test here. Wait for age first up. Gets back into an awkward posse. Dargento will get back, run on lander. Plenty's got to get back from there. And best of days, he's dropped back from a mile and a quarter to a mile to win the uh, Cantala Stakes. Yeah. It was outstanding. He's a super horse. This is a really good race. Fifty Stars Shalala. It goes deeper than that. Um, so I'm happy to go each way. Material man, this is a really good way for age group one.
0: Yeah, just with that SD, with material, man, I I agree with you. I've marked him around 16 to 1. I expect him to shorten up as we get closer to the race. He does nothing wrong. He is pretty foolproof. I know he obviously has had his issues, but him over here, I think he's going to run a really good race.
1: All right, very good. Uh, So, Julesy, uh, you're keen on one SD. You're keen on one at an even bigger price. A couple of each-way bets eh? there. Beautiful thing about that, boys, is one's at 650, one's at 20-something, so Mm. you can have both and uh, still be heavily involved. All right. We're going to have a look now at the autumn stakes. Now, I love when this happens, boys, as you know, and we're going to talk about why you both like the same thing. But before we get to that, we'll look at the market. Social spin, $3.60. Ring and ding-ding at $4.80. Dealmaker, $5. Declares war and Arameo at $9. Hawkshot, one of these runners, which has moved camps after some, some good results and really we thought it had found its... Its, uh, it's, it's form there it has been a little easy and that's out to $13. Uh, Julesy, why don't you start us off and tell us why you got the favourite? Yeah, look, the match's really important here
0: because I've just got no speed at all. I think Starroo's will go forward, I think more Sundays, maybe Hawkshot, but I think Social Spin can find a spot if they want to be positive. We spoke about this last week on the audio SD. Uh, sometimes the best horse will not always win the race, and the agreement was with Tin Hat. We thought the map suited Tin Hat and it got the job done, even though it was racing against probably Correct. better horses uh, uh, than Tin Hat. But the way sometimes races are set up, it suits these horses. Now, Social Spin is the one that is fit compared to Ring a Ding Ding, Arameo, Good and Fast, You know, even Declares War and, and Secret Blaze. They're all coming off let ups. Social Spin just should be in the right spot. Um, it was pretty good last start. Drops in weight. Best last 400, 200. Two starts ago go at Flemington. 22 and a half, 11 and a half. If he can do that, being in front of the horses like Ringa Ding Ding and Arameo, they're not probably going to be able to run quick enough sections. I don't think they're going to break 11 first up and get over the top of Social Spin. That's why I'm in Social Spin's corner. I'm tipping it on top. I'm not mad, keen on it winning the race, but I just think it's the one that's going to be best placed from the map.
2: Estate? I get a bit of mad cow's disease every now and then. but I'm mad on it. It's the one I want to be riding, (laughs) Julesy. He can run 122.82. And he was three deep, no cover. He's a horse that needs good flow. Take bad luck out of the equation, Ben Mallum, and take it up on a horse that's hard fit and loves these 1,400 metres. And uh, I reckon he's the horse to win from there. He drops four kilos too, don't forget, folks, and he beat Long Leaf over the seven furlongs. This is the horse to win the race. He's the one I want to be riding, and I reckon he'll shorten up on the day because, as you mentioned, that rain doesn't come. Got to be on speed dictating terms. You know, Deal Maker's a horse, a horse that gives me a bit of a scratch that I just can't... Are clear, because uh, first so up, you've got
0: the mad cows. Or yeah, it's yeah, a
2: bit of both. You you you've got a Don't going forget on, bio man. worm too. Yeah. You probably need a <laughs> dose of that yourself, Jules. But um, I've got to say, deal Definitely maker, go and watch scurrying. his replay first up. <laughs> Unbelievable. He probably should have won first up. Now he's got the Tarka form and also not the Autumn Sun form. He's a serious horse. He comes here one run under his belt, Chris Waller, and he's drawn good in seven for a first look at Caulfield. He's the blowout. Deal maker for me. I honestly believe he's got the ability to watch him going forward, but social spin dictate
1: terms kick. Bang! Alright, fantastic. I said, I love you when you're both on the same thing and I think we may even hear a little bit more about social spin in Someone's Best Later and uh, from those two you can probably pick who it was. <laughs> Alright, we're going to take a break now on Three Wide No Cover. When we come back we're going to have a look at the Pro youths, and then we're going to go around the country and find you some winners. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Free Wide No Cover. We've had a look at some group racing. Now let's have a look at the Preludes with the Blue Diamond only a couple of weeks away. Gentlemen, let's have a look at the Colts and Geldings first. I'm Immortal, uh warm favourite at $2.70. Shotmaker at 650, dollars at $8, along with Aussie, Brazen Brando at $8.50, Hulk and Hawker Hurricane in double figures, the best of the rest. Uh, Julesy, the map and how you see it unfolding?
0: Yeah, map, I'm immortal to go forward. I think Hulk will go forward. I don't think they'll want to give up their barrier one and two, so I expect them to go forward and probably control the race. Uh, unsure where probably Shotmaker will probably be a little bit further back, an unraced horse, but has jumped out and trialled really well. Look, I've got I'm Immortal Immortal uh, on top. Got him around $3, so 2.70 is quite skinny at the moment for me. But look, he was really good winning on debut. I thought that time was OK relative to the Phillies on the same day. I think the Phillies are better, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, I think he can control the race and probably win again, uh, just over 1,100. I just think it sets up pretty well for him. Um, he was really well supported on debut and this is something we sp- I've spoken about and will continue to speak about when these unraced horses and there's another one here in Shotmaker and I think it's really important for the punters out there to know that when these unraced horses continually firm, firm, firm throughout the day's betting, Don't forget when they fir- don't worry about when they firm Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That's money that's happening but the big money, the important money is on the Saturday. If they're continuing to firm right up to race, your horse is right in the mix, don't worry about that. I'm Immortal did that, it firmed every fluck, every fluck, all the way into race time. I think it nearly started favourite and it won. So watch, shot maker, it might be the horse. that, if it continues to firm, continues to firm, continues to hold its price, because usually they'll drift out a little bit as we get closer to the race, just keep watching those unraced horses. If they keep firming through, it's a great guide because obviously the
1: betting's such a great guide for these two-year-olds, but I'm immortal on top. Saw that last year with Rittenby, too, uh, in the big one. Uh, SD, who do you like? Firming flux. (laughs) It's just
2: bringing everything for the
1: first show, aren't you, Jules? (laughs) I love it.
2: Okay, um, <laughs> I'm immortal, he, he, he got really hot when he trialled at him, but it was great to see him in the mounting yard relax. Uh, sit on speed, Um, just to concern the last 30 metres, uh, they were catching him over 1,000 metres. Is he just a 1,000 metre horse or has he improved enough for this extra 100 metres? That's the question Mark I've got over him, Uh, he's pretty short as uh, Julesy and uh, Mr Wall mentioned, he's $11 in the Blue Diamond, so uh, just the jury's out a little bit, this will be a better guide. Um, Look a horse that I want to go with is uh, Brazen Brando, Craig Williams to ride and the reason for that is um, he he trialled really good going in to this and uh, he was on speed but um, I like the way he got back at Caulfield and he relaxed back in behind them. Regan Bayliss had no room. He poked up into some holes and he finished on better than any horse in the race behind I'm Immortal and I can tell you that um, clear galloping room, you really see a good horse gallop out. So I'm happy. I know he's drawn awkward, but I'm happy to ride him uh, at the price because I think that uh, he would have learnt a lot and gained a lot of confidence from that. He'll be ridden a similar way in that extra 100 metres for him, giving him room down the outside. We've seen this before. This is a better guide. The prelude, the better guide, the 1,100-metre gallop in these two-year-olds are leading into the Blue Diamond, I can see him powering down the outside and maybe causing an upset at that price. So, Brazen
1: Brando, for me. All right, there you go. Now, let's have a look at the fillies because uh, this is definitely the race that a lot of people are talking about the winner of the Blue Diamond, or at least the favourite's going to come out of after this weekend. Catch Me at $2.90, Brooklyn Hustle at $4, Ethereum at $5, look to be the three if you're looking at something early, that's where it's going to come from. Lincoln Star, $12. Lyra at $15 and, and goes out from there. Julesy, the map and uh, your thoughts here. Yeah, it's just a really good race. I think the fillies are ahead of the
0: boys. Uh, and as you, as you stated, Wally, I think we will definitely have a clear-cut favourite after this race. We obviously have got another filly back in her box um, that won impressively last week, the Chairman's. wasn't sensational on the time, but the way she did it, she looks a really, really nice horse, and that's loving Gabby. So... Phillies, for me, are ahead, but we will know more. Look, catch me really good. Has the advantage of having the one run this prep? And gate three, I think, can settle closer to probably a theory and Brooklyn hustle. And that gives it a major advantage around Caulfield. 1,100 metres on a dry deck. Um, Look, it was half a second inside standard time. It was fast time when it won first up at Caulfield. Now to Brooklyn Hustle when it won at the Valley when it had its debut. It was three quarters of a second inside standard time for the Valley and for that grade. So they're both very good fillies. Again, we focus maybe not the best fillies going to win this race because obviously the grand final is in another two weeks after this over 1,200 metres. But just the way the map, the extra run, Mark Zara. I'm going with Catch Me but it's a great race, it's going to be a great guide. I think Ethere is a really nice horse as well down from Sydney. Really good race and it should give us a great guide for the grand final. SD, your thoughts? Yeah, I concur
2: that the Phillies are better this year than the boys from what I've seen so far. And if we're thinking along the lines of Catchy, Earthquake, Miracles of Life, I think you can put the likes of Catch Me in that uh, type of vein, the way she's going about her business. First up in Sydney, she wins, she comes to Melbourne, handles it three deep beautifully. She carried the penalty, Julesy, um, which was uh, uh, something that we hadn't talked about. Um, She carried the penalty over the 1,000 metres. She meets these all at equal weights now. Now, not too many, I don't think any of those runners out of the 1,000 metre gallop run into this, but she draws better. She sits on the speed and relaxes. And this is a classic two-year-old. Philly, that is forward and handling it, and when Snowdens decide to run in the prelude and the preview, then you've got a very, very smart horse on your hands. She's $4 currently in the Blue Diamond, and I reckon she'll firm on the day. Look, Vinnie Kunka was terrific at uh, Flemington. She's just drawn the car park. Star, um, what she did and the uh, Ballarossa form, who just got beat last week behind that very good filly, the stable mate. Um, she, that, that form stood up. Starr got back at the Valley, remember, and went, whoosh. Well, she's a surprise packet, don't worry. Theory, really looking forward to looking at her run for the first time in Melbourne. And Brooklyn Hustle's drawn that outside barrier. Uh, look, her trial was terrific, and a piece of work I'm hearing from Mornington was outstanding leading into it. Watch her powering home late. This is a really good addition, the Phillies' edition. But I reckon Catch Me is one out of the box again
1: this year. Well, there you go. Big push for Catch Me from both the boys, but SD's giving you a reason for about five runners, if you like them, (laughs) to get on. So, uh, SD, we love when you do that, and there's definitely some positives there. We'll take a break, and when we come back for the first time in 2019, we're going to go around the country and we're going to find the punters some winners. Hello, welcome back to Free Wide No Cover. Before we find you some winners from around this great land... We want to talk about one thing. The bridesmaid of Australian racing, Tom Melbourne, um, has uh, had a win somehow in 2019. So we've decided uh, we love Tommy Melbourne at Sportsbed. and uh, so we've decided to get around Tom Melbourne and uh, get it into the All Star Mile, gentlemen. And uh, all we're asking you to do. It's the people's horse. Go to allstarmile.com.au. If you haven't used your vote already, please use it on Tommy Melbourne. It's climbing the leaderboard. Let's get it in because, you know what? Sometimes, SD, mm. dreams do come true, mate. And you'll you'll be... Uh, you'll you be voted Ma- uh, Michael? Uh, are we allowed to vote? Hey, we- yes. Oh, there you go. So... Uh, you obviously voted mark. then, yes. Yeah.
0: I voted. <laughs> Julian, what have you done? Yeah. Now, look, I'm reserving my right to vote at this yeah. stage. But, you look... Tom. He he won, and that's exciting. Maybe the pennies dropped again. The company,
2: as... sports bit, which we which we work for, <laughs> are all getting behind Tom.
0: Yeah, we'll get let yeah. We yeah. love Tom album. You only get one vote. I mean. You can't be pushing people into doing things they don't want to do. That's so things so, happen when you do that. But yeah, will be involved. Great.
1: Go, Tommy. What a push from Julian Vala. No, look, it's
0: it's it's a great initiative. Well done, Paddy, getting involved in let's this work and work uh, as a team and do Julian's absolute, way. No, not the case. Um, no. Hopefully, he runs well. Yeah. We'll no. Hopefully, <laughs> gets in. Let's not, vote. Not bad. Move on. Not All right, moving on.
1: Uh, let's go around the country. There's three minutes. <laughs> And I have missed that horn. Uh, Julesy, let's start in Perth. That's where we always start. Pinjara. Yes, Pinjara this week. Race two,
0: number six, Captain Sterling. It's up the straight. Quick seven-day backup. Best performance was two starts ago. It was up the Pinjara straight. Peak performance. I think it can win again. I've always noticed two up Pinjara, they're always on the outside rail. So look for them on the outside rail. Race 2, number 6,
1: Captain Sterling. Good to hear, Julesy. And a uh, quick note for those uh, fans of WA Racing, no bigger name than William Pike. And uh, SD actually caught up with Pikey uh, over in Perth, at Pikey's Pilgrimage. So for the audio podcast listeners, stay tuned for a 15-minute exclusive Ooh. where Simon Marshall will uh, talk to Pikey on all sorts of... Uh, things and it finishes off with uh, a special 30, uh, 60 seconds with Simon Marshall, which uh, who doesn't love that? So, uh, Julian Valance, let's go to Adelaide. Who oh. we got? Uh, Adelaide, race forward number four, Morvada.
0: Oh. Uh, coming off a slow 1400 metres race, but I think that profiles perfectly now for the mile. Um, it's one-fourth up before over the mile as a two-year-old. I think he it gets his chance to win. Race four, number four, Morvada. Beautiful. Este, terrific. Race three, number two,
2: Naseeb. Ah, this last start, Chrissy Caserta missed the kick, got back, checked three times, still kept coming like a choo-choo train. Two wins prior, Drew, drew in and draws barrier one here, 56 and a half, perfect. At race three, number
1: two, and that is Naseeb. There you go. Shall we head up uh, to the sunny state? I was going to say the sun's Let's go to Doom. Now we're very much at Doom. And uh, uh, Julesy, who you got?
0: Uh, race seven, number six, Boomtown Lass. Uh, went out really, really fast last start. It was a similar time to the Class Two at Ipswich. Um, big margin. I think it can win again. Race 7, number 6. SD? There's a horse called Mr Taylor that's 5 for
2: 5 up there Queensland at the moment. Follow him. He's a cracker. Uh, this horse, Kid Flash, ran second to him last start. Still oh. learning what it's all about. Very lightly race. So we're going race six, 5, number 6, Flash Kid. I don't mind him drawing out, dropping back to the 1,000. He's a big boy. He likes his galloping room. And nice little claim here around the $6.50 yeah. mark. So, Kid Flash,
0: bit of value there. Absolutely it is. Nice H-way price there, SD. we come down to Sydney, Julesy. Yeah, Warwick Farm. Race one, number one. Let's get it early. Time to rain. I really liked its recent trial. It see outstanding. It's two from two. I expect the horses to come off the fence at Warwick Farm. So if you're playing at Warwick Farm, they're usually insides disadvantaged. So look for that. Race one, number one, time to rain.
1: Este?
2: She knows uh, is a very good uh, horse. Race three, number four. Remember, she split Eduardo and also Bonds away. Won the listed race first up. Um beating written by last week and she's carried 63 and a half first up last time and powered to the line. She's got 57 and Huey Bowman is going to get the best run in the race. She's against benchmark horses. I'm taking on Esther Jab too. She's got Hoof Filler in her feet the first time, her second trial. Brent and Navdala fell off. Not all has been right for her first up prep. There's a there's a horse called Fiesta in the race with the uh, She Will Reign and Sweet Idea, who won this race before. She reminds me of those horses, Fiesta, and she's got the hood and Miss Fabulous form. She trialed up an absolute treat, Fiesta, to knock off Esther Jab.
1: Okay, so but uh, the tip is she knows. Yep. In a completely... Good. in OK, so the tip is race three, number four. She knows currently five bucks, but you're also taking on Esther Jab. Yeah,
2: it's the most fascinating race in
0: Sydney. I would have thought Esther Jab taking on Fiesta. There you go. Uh, Julesy, what are you doing in Melbourne? Yeah, uh, the sun has completely fried my brain. I am tipping oh. Furic in race what? three. No. First up, look, the jump outs have been OK. If this horse could get anywhere near back its best, it would absolutely demolish this field. It gets its chance. The price is pretty good, $9, I think, each way. Blinkers go back on. She just might be better. I think she's, she's better than these on her best, but I know she's been going absolutely abhorrently. But I'm giving her one last chance, and I think we get a really good price about better on Saturday. I think she might shorten up. Yeah. Oh. SD? Oh. Just also how he gets into the brown. Peter <laughs> has tipped Zurich.
2: <laughs> I am your father, Luke. Right. Uh, social spin for me. It's quite simple. Jump, dictate terms over the 1,400m gallop at Caulfield. And we'll quickly look
0: for Avilius in the last. Look for it 16 to 2,000 metres. It could be something special this autumn.
1: There you go. All right, thanks, guys. And uh, next week, stay tuned for the return of Panel Beaters, the three-wide no-cover multi. We're going to go through all of that, plus touch on the winnings from last year. This has been three-wide no-cover. If you're having a punt, please do it responsibly. We'll see you next week.
2: Well, folks, welcome to a very special edition of the three-wide no-cover podcast here with The Wizard, Willie Pike, seven time Group One winning jockey, freak of WA racing, and you're only 32 years of age. Welcome.
3: Oh, uh, yeah, thanks very much
2: for having me. It's an absolute pleasure, mate. Um, so, for decades now, you've been leading Premier Jockey here at broken records in terms of winners in metro areas. How's life for you?
3: Uh, things are very well. I've uh, just come off the back of a, probably the best carnival I've ever had, so I'm flying high and enjoying life. Now,
2: um, you're riding some amazing horses at the moment, but it didn't all come about straight away for you. You came into the racing industry a little late, but you worked with some wonderful people, in particular your early boss who helped you become a horseman.
3: That's right, uh, his name was Jack Cockle. He insisted that I stay on the country tracks, learn my trade before I come to town, and he really encouraged me to ride what you'd call old school irons long and, and scrub them up a bit more hands and heels. Hmm.
2: Tell us about that riding style because you're definitive. No one else looks like you in the saddle. Why?
3: Well, it comes from a push from my old boss, Jack Cockle. He said, you've got to be different to what everyone else is. You've got to, you've got to do something different. And that sort of fit my bill. I, I was a little bit rough around the edges. I wasn't a pretty rider, never have been. Don't think I ever will be. So... He just, yeah, he really pushed it. i got to find something different, and for it, that was it for me. Ride long and, and ride hard. How did
2: you become premier jockey, do you think, in your mind? Obviously, hard work helps, but...
3: Yeah, there's always a, there's always a path and a, and a road to take to get where you're going. A lot of lessons, a lot of steep lesson learning curves, a lot of uh, what not to do. Yeah. So, and I'm a believer in you learn from mistakes, so... Uh, just get better at what you do. I was always very critical of my rides. I'd I'd look at my replay. If I wasn't happy, I would actually try to fix it, not just look at it and go, I'm not happy with it, and then go back to bed. Um, I was very hard on myself early on of what I wanted and what I wanted to achieve. But in saying all those things, I didn't expect to become a leading rider. I was happy just to toil away and be as good as I could.
2: Do you have to work hard off course as you do on course, building relationships with trainers and we'll talk about Bob Peters in a moment. Leading tri- uh, leading uh, owner and uh, breeder here in uh, WA.
3: Yes, absolutely. You have to keep those relationship ties good, especially here in WA. Small pool of ra- uh, small pool of racing in terms of trainers and and horse numbers. So you really can't afford to be burning bridges with anybody. Uh, everyone's your friend. Everyone can get a good horse. So you really do have to keep as many people as you can on side. Uh, and regardless of big trainer or or small trainer. It must be
2: amazing to be the big fish in a little pond. You've travelled to Melbourne before and Hong Kong and other places, but what is it about WA Racing that suits you and your lifestyle and your livelihood, more importantly?
3: Well, probably the last of that. My livelihood probably is my racing style. Um, I'm here... As I said, I'm a bit rough around the edges. I have, I have, a, I have a farm on the, uh, that I've brought as a hobby farm and, and things like that. that. suits me and that is me. And then my racing, I, I, I'm, I'm good at riding. It's what I do. So it's I'm just lucky that I can earn something like that. 10 acres, yeah. Rack up a bit of hay, cut some uh, hay
2: in, in, and that just takes you away mentally, does it? Is that, is that what's really good? You've got a couple of young kids, and a
3: wife. Um, so life's pretty good on the farm. Is that your outlet? Yeah, that's, that's right. Um, I've, I've got chickens and I've got cows and all sorts of things. And that is my outlet. I don't really socialise that well. I don't drink. Um, so I had to find something else to do, I guess. So you got no
2: idea that 90% of Australia come 8 o'clock at night in the last race at Ascot or Belmont are on W Pike in the last when he's
3: on an even-money favourite. Does that ever? Do you ever co- contemplate that? It's happening out there. Uh, not really. Um, I just do my best, but lately you know, it's gaining some momentum and, and a lot of people are talking about it now and it's, there is a little bit of pressure there starting to build, but uh, I, I don't let it affect me. I go do my best and hopefully I can just keep flying the flag for everybody out there.
2: Adam Durant um, is a great supporter of yours and he's trained some champion
3: horses. What is your connection with him and what do you think makes him a good trainer? Um, Adam, I like Adam as a trainer. He can put everything into perspective on the spot, it doesn't take him a few days and a few replays to figure out different things. He sort of, it, it, at different times, you swear he rode the horse and not not myself. Yeah. You'd come in and he almost tells me what happened, and it's very refreshing to have things that way. And I, I think he's just got such a great insight of of how it unfolds out there that he, and then he's able to apply that with his training technique.
2: Julian Valance, who's our head trader at uh, Sportsbet, he's a huge fan of yours. He loves talking you up every week on the podcast in WA, and he loves Enticing Star. She won her first seven and then went to Group 2 level over seven furlongs. She got beat. He was
3: calling her the next Winks, and she got beat in her eighth start. What happened, Willie? I'm not really sure. Uh, there was nothing to suggest why or how. Uh, it was a, It was actually a disaster for us, in every way, I, I thought she was my mini Winks. I thought she was going yeah. to be a horse to string a heap of races together and make me look really clever. But unfortunately, we all had eggs on our face, and there's no real reason.
2: So I dropped packed to six furlongs, group one level. Voodoo Lad beats her.
3: She's back. She, it was a great run in the winter bottom. It was a very good run. Um, I don't think she was at her best. I think at her best, Voodoo Lad doesn't pass me. Mm. Uh, but it does show testament to her ability to turn it around and and the ability that she has because you go a long way to find a horse that runs last one week and then nearly wins a group one the next. So what can we expect of her when she comes in next? Well, I don't know what her plans are, but I do expect her to continue about stringing her wins together. Grant, and is it Alana Williams? That's right. Trained
2: together. They've got some unbelievable horses that uh, that they take care of in Galaxy Star, the six-year-old mare, and uh, one. How many railways is that, two? Yes,
3: two railways.
2: Relief, tell us bell. about, tell us about Galaxy Star, the six-year-old mare. That was a huge thrill for you.
3: Definitely, um, a railway for me here. It, it's it's my Melbourne Cup. It's the race we all want to win. Um, didn't think I'd ever be able to win it. I'm lucky enough to win it twice now. But Galaxy Star, she's she's brilliant. Right from an early early age, she showed a lot. Uh, she was in competition with Perfect Reflection for yeah. best three-year-old at the time few little things went amiss with her Mr. Peters turned her out and we sort of forgot about her for a bit. Always knew she went good and she'd come back in and she'd have a preparation. She'd win a couple of races and go back out. And for me, I love her so much because of the build-up with her. We always thought she was good. She's getting to be a six-year-old. I was starting to think, are we ever going to see the best of her? And then finally she had this campaign that she just had. And I think same thing again. I think I got beat first up on her. And then it sort of gets you questioning a little and on the back foot but then... As good horses do, I think as she just got that little bit bit fitter and a bit stronger into her prep, she was just unbelievable for us.
2: Talking about Grant and Alana Williams to Arcadia Queen, the three-year-old filly. Group level, 1,800 metres in the Kingston town, went bang. What a win.
3: Absolutely. Uh, probably the best win I've ever had in a big race. The, the easiest, really? most dominant. Um, she was brilliant. And the way she travelled throughout just, just felt enormous. Yeah. Right. A... Hey,
2: um, how do you go with Bob Peters, honestly? He's, he's 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 a massive figure up here. We sit back there in Melbourne in our little uh, recliners and whatnot, we have a look at those pink colours with the white cross sash, um, and we think Bob Peters is a huge figure. Willie Pike rides all these horses. How's the communication go? Do you actually say, Bob, you pay the bills, mate, and you pay me to ride them. Just let me go out and do this. Or does he have his say?
3: No, he actually pretty much... I don't say that to him. He pretty much says <laughs> that to me. He sort of goes, I've done my job. If the trainer, trainer's done his job, now it's time for you to do your job. Go out there and ride it. We don't like talk talking a lot of tactics. He doesn't believe in that. He believes in going out and just riding the race as it unfolds. Um, a lot of the times, if you do start talking tactics, he'll go, no, no, just go out and ride the race. <laughs> and we don't speak a lot. Uh, we, we get together and we say hello and we probably talk about the weather and, and a few other things But we don't generally speak a lot about the race
2: does he ever bring up the superannuation is he good for your superannuation Bob? <laughs> is he like Really nah, come around nah. to my joint. I got a bottle of scotch. I want to talk to you about
3: no nah, no nah, he, uh, he, he, he give up on the give up on all that a few years ago. He said you get paid enough. Oh
2: No slings no jam jars in the garden. No nah, no jam
3: jars. They're, um, they're long gone.
2: What's more important to you this day and age, riding Group One winners, winning premierships, uh, dominating uh, Australian racing by being the most winningest jockey? What makes you tick and get out of bed now?
3: Um, all those things are a byproduct of just me being me. I don't know. I don't know how I end up riding as many winners as I do. I don't know how I end up in the position I do. All I know is I get up and I go to the yes. races because that's uh, that's my job, and I do the best that I can at it. You're a natural right, lightweight. looking at you here. You're 51 kilos you can ride. That's right.
2: Yep. You see Karen McAvoy. We see Huey Bowman and all the gang back there in Sydney working with uh, personal trainers and doing all this cardiovascular work outside of the square to better himself and to get stronger outside of just riding horses. Are you one of those jockeys?
3: Absolutely not. Right. I do very little uh, cardiovascular anything. Um, I sit and watch the cricket. And Do you? Yeah, that's. You that's any good it. at it? Sadly, I'm not. I love the game. I, I sit there and dream about hitting sixes, and then when the ball goes past me, I wonder where the heck it come from. If
2: you were a coach of Australia right now, what would you say to the Australian cricket team?
3: Calm down. There's a long way to go. You, um, it'll all it'll come back together.
2: Is that your hobby, cricket or AFL? You
3: support footy. I, f- I follow I follow cricket more than I follow AFL. I like AFL, but I I don't keep up with it when it's on. Everything starts happening too much to keep up with and uh, a little bit the same when the big bash comes around. I love me cricket and I try to follow it, but truth be told, I don't let it consume me. I i probably like sleeping more than i do when are you coming else? back
2: to melbourne next please because when you do we want to get you into the sports bet studios and we want to come and i want to introduce you to 600 people that work at sports bet there and i want to have a chat to you more in depth than the podcast right now that paddy car shagan's recording for us but when are you coming to melbourne next one of these good horses coming
3: well hopefully arcadia queen or galaxy star will be able to get me over there if i'm if i'm able to get the ride on them there's no there's no certainty that they're my rides or anything like that so they're they're heading over the east coast for big races i don't know exactly which ones they're set for i can only assume and hopefully i'm the man who gets to pilot them
2: what's your advice to punters out there that follow willie pike
3: oh that's a tough one um
2: advice In the last race, particularly, come on, give us a little tickle, Willie.
3: Wow, what can you what even can you money do? just get on? Yeah, oh.
2: I'm doing my best. Yeah,
3: I'm doing my best. <laughs> I, I apologise for some of those, but uh, look, That's just all right. just hang in there and keep looking for look, looking for the odds.
2: Okay, right. we're going to go 60 seconds with Simo. Now, you might have seen this on Racing.com on a Friday night. If you haven't, I understand because you would have been out there one of your little projects around the farm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you need to look at the uh, Paddy's uh, camera and I'm going to ask you a um, quick-fire questions and your quick answers would be really much appreciated. And I don't have me goggles but I'm going here we go. You ready? This is 60 seconds with Willie Pike and Simo in three, two, one. When was the last time you were really nervous? Uh, about an hour ago when I come into this room. <laughs> Which celebrity do you get mistaken for? None. What's the hardest thing you've ever done? Uh, get out of bed every morning. What are you known for, Willie Pike? Uh, trying to win the last race. What's the last experience that made you a stronger person? Um, having children. What was the, uh, What were you like at school? Terrible. What is the one thing you're most afraid of? Sharks. What do you think about when you're alone in the car and what car do you drive actually
3: first? Well, I've got an iZuzu d Max. Uh And I can solve all sorts of world problems when I'm driving in there on my own.
2: (laughs) When was the last time you were really excited?
3: Um, That would be in leading up to the railway, Galaxy Star.
2: What chore do you absolutely hate doing? All of them. And for the last one, as we tick off with the champion of WA, Willie Pike, can you leave us with your favourite quote?
3: My favourite quote? Your favourite quote of all time. The longer you ride, the longer you ride.
2: That's Willie Pike. It doesn't get any better. The longer you ride, the longer you ride. Thumbs up, Willie. Thanks. <laughs>